Hallelujah. Looking forward to hearing the preached word of the Lord. Pastor asked me to turn this over to uh, Elder Waldrop, and so that's what I'm going to do. Amen. What a blessing Brother Waldrop has been to this church. Amen. No doubt that we will hear from the Lord this morning. Amen. Why don't we all say it together? Brother Waldrop, preach to me. Will you say that? Brother Waldrop, preach to me. Thank you, brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. But without exception, by far. Amen. Some of the greatest, most of the greatest highlights in my life have been in God's house. Things that happened in church. Things that took place in God's presence. Amen. Man, if that's not your case today, I want you to know it can be. Amen. That tells me that God's got a lot of great things that you've yet to experience. <clears throat> Amen. I love living life. I enjoy, I enjoy living. I really do. Amen. There's, there's uh, nobody that should really enjoy living like the people of God. People that know who they are, know who their God is. Amen. Know what He's about. Capable of what his abilities are. Amen. And so that's our case today. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Genesis, the 12th chapter. Amen. Do want to say it's delight for Riggins to be able to be in the house of the Lord. I know they've been dealing with sickness, or sickness has been dealing with them one way or the other, maybe both. Amen. Glad they're here today. Amen. Amen. You know, our human bodies are subject. Amen. There are things that can overwhelm our immune, immune system. You live long enough, you're going to have a fever. You're going to get an infection. Amen. But God also made our bodies to overcome that. Amen. I'm glad, however, that God is not under the weather today. Amen. God is in this place today. Let's begin reading in Genesis 12, the fifth verse. Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son. And all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. They went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. Just push pause here for just a few moments. This, these two statements. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. Just a couple of points that I feel to make, not preach on it, but just put this into your spirit today. You can't get somewhere you're not going to. But where you're going, you'll get there. They went forth to go, and into the land of Canaan they came. The only way you don't get to your desired destination is stop making progress in that direction. Amen. Keep going forth. Can you say amen? And Abram, verse number six, Abram passed through the land unto the place Sychem, 
unto the plain of Morah. The Canaanite was then in the land. I want you to notice that these are specific places. They went to go to Canaan. Into Canaan they came. They passed to Sychem. They came to the plain of Morah. The Lord appeared, verse 7, unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Notice verse 8. He removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel. Would you say east of Bethel? He removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Abraham was an altar builder. Amen. God can appear to people that know how to build altars. Amen. He called upon the name of the Lord that appeared unto him. He built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Amen. I'm not just trying to chase rabbits today, but I want God to be able to show himself. Amen. He always shows himself after somebody builds an altar. He built an altar unto the one that appeared unto him. Amen. This place that, uh, again, Many specific locations have been listed in these few verses of Scripture that we've read. But here in verse 8, Abram removed from a place and he went into a mountain on the east of Bethel. And there is where he set up camp again. He pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. I want to preach today somewhere in between. Amen. Let's lift our voices together again. Would you lift up your voice? Open up your heart. Word of God wants to find us today. I love you, Jesus. Lord, I worship your mighty name. God, I glorify your mighty name. I worship you. God, I thank you for your touch. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your hand. Lord, I thank you for your anointing. Oh, God, we want to have ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church. God, we want to be mindful of your desire. We want to be sensitive, sensitive, God, to your presence. In the name of the Lord, you may be seated today. Lord, bless you. Amen. Now, there is no one in this place today that God doesn't know where you are. And uh, you would say, well, Brother Walton, that's kind of obvious. I know where I am. I'm at the True Church on Sunday morning, 11, 995 Monticello Terrace. And so, Brother Walton, do you know where you are? Amen. Amen. And so... Uh, we're very aware of our physical location, but far more important today is where you are spiritually. And I want you to understand today that God knows where each and every one of us are 
spiritually. The most important place is where you are in God. And God knows where we are today. And uh, I have to let you understand that if you ever live a day that you're not sure where you are, I want you to understand you're not the first one that's ever felt that. Amen. There are many days that we live that we just don't know exactly where we are. We don't know how to feel. Anybody ever told God, Lord, I don't even feel like I know how to pray? Anybody ever felt insufficient for the task? Maybe I'm being too transparent. Amen. Maybe I'm being too honest today. But, but, but there are times in our experience with God that it appears that what I have been given to do and what God desires of me and what I need to get done, I don't have what it takes to get the job done. I want you to know that that is not a sign of spiritual failure. Being able to admit, I need some help. Amen. That's a good place to be. Not lifted up in pride. It meant not saddled and overcome with unconcern. It meant just shrugging everything off and saying, oh, well, maybe next time. No, I'd whole lot rather be in a place where I say, God, I want more than what I've got. I want to go higher on this mountain. I don't know exactly where I am, but I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to set up camp. I'm going to build me an altar, and I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. If this is too simple of a thought for you, I'm sorry. But this is my burden today. This is what God put upon my heart early this morning in prayer. It meant God knows who we are. He knows where we are. He knows how to get us from where we are to where he wants us to be. I want to encourage somebody today. Don't throw up your hands and quit no matter where you are. I said, don't give in to that spirit of the age that says it doesn't really matter. I'm telling you, it matters where you are. And if you're not where you need to be, God knows that whether you do or not. What do you say no matter where we are today? Let's put forth an effort to get into the presence of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Praise the Lord. I said, I feel the glory of God wanting to be manifested. Hallelujah. Amen, Abram. What's going on? I'm not sure. Abram, where are you? I don't know exactly where I am, but I know over yonder is Bethel, and over there is Ai. All I know is I'm somewhere between Bethel and Ai. What are you going to do? No matter where I am, I'm going to build me an altar. I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, some of the darkest days I've ever lived, some of the greatest trials I've ever been faced with, those days where you close the door and you turn out the lights and I don't even know what to say. Amen. But I found out, I just start calling. He got all See, sometimes I've been in those places where it all I can do is say, Jesus, 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 my vocabulary is insufficient. My ability is insufficient. My education is insufficient. Come, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. The devil's trying to pull the wool over your eyes because it's not the best it's ever been. Amen. You're not where you could be. And the devil's trying to get you to give up. I'm telling you, I know you've been in a better place than where you are. But you hear me today. Amen. There's worse places. You may be in the worst place you've ever been, but I'm telling you, uh, between Bethel and Ai, it's not the worst place. Uh, Amen. There are worse places to be. Uh, Hey, uh, come on, somebody. Please don't just witness this evangelist being anointed. But why don't you reciprocate? Why don't you open up your spirit today? Why don't you recognize the voice of the Holy Ghost? God is speaking to my heart today. I'm going to build me an altar. I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. you to know no matter how bad it gets if all you can say is Jesus say it amen I don't remember specific days but amen I'm very aware of those moments just in my spirit I can remember if you will I don't remember the details I remember the 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 anguish I remember the the frustration, the, the feeling of inadequacy and insufficiency. Amen. And I, amen, at my wit's end, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to feel. Amen. If this is disappointing to you, amen, that's, I guess that's, a, that's, that's your business. Amen. But I'm telling you what to do when you don't know what to do. What do I do when I don't even know uh, where I am? (laughs) Amen. There's days all I could do is pace back and forth. uh, Not even say it out loud, but uh, just whisper, Jesus. 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 I'm telling you, the more I called his name, the better things got. Jesus in Jesus name in Jesus name depression amen started lifting frustration started melting away amen the fog amen of my spirit started lifting amen not because I'm all that but because something happens when I'm somewhere in between when I'm in spiritual no man's land 
Hallelujah. Amen. I know where I've been. I've been to the plain of Mora. We passed through Sycam. We come out of Haran. Over yonder's Bethel. Over there is Ai. But here I am somewhere in between. What am I going to do? I'm not going to wait until I know exactly where I am. I'm going to do what all I know to do is build me an altar. I'm going to make an effort to, to get God's presence into my world no matter where it is. I feel like I'm doing battle with the spirit of deception today. I feel like I'm crossing swords with the spirit of hell. Amen. That's lied to your soul and says you got to be in certain places to get a visitation from God. I beg to differ with you. We know we know the importance of Bethel. We know in the scriptures where Bethel got its beginning. Jacob's running from his past, hoping for a better future. Goes as far as he can go on that day and finds himself somewhere around the city of Luz, L-U-Z. And the Bible said he bed it down for the night and he found a, a rock that he could lay his head on. And in the course of that night's rest, he got a visitation from God. Saw a ladder. Angels ascending and descending and he heard the voice of God. Make to him the promises that he had made his dad and his grandfather. Amen. I've chosen you. And I've got plans for you. What I promised your father and your grandfather, Jacob, I'm promising to you. And Jacob arises and says, this is an awesome place. King James reads terrible. Our word terrible sometimes means awful. It wasn't an awful place. It was an awesome place. It was an exceptional place. It was a unique place. He said, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. I stumbled onto the presence of the Lord. No, no, Jacob. Amen. You didn't find the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord found you. The Bible said that he took that, that stone that had been his pillow and he stood it on its end and it became a pillar. And he poured all on the top of it and he signified this place and he called the name of the place Bethel, house of God, where God dwells. Amen. And from that moment forward, Bethel was a major location in the unfolding of the history of God's people. Amen. Bethel was a place that Jacob went back to. 
As a matter of fact, later on in the amen narrative of Genesis, uh, the voice of the Lord speaks to Jacob uh, and he says, I want you to go back to Bethel and uh, dwell there. Amen. The first time uh, you stumbled onto it. Uh, amen. The first time uh, you just paid a little visit there. Uh, you went to sleep and Bethel uh, became. Uh, you got up the next day uh, and went away from it knowing uh, that something special happened uh, to me at that place. Uh, and God said, I want you to go back. Uh, but don't just pay uh, a short-term visit. Uh, don't just pass through for a night uh, like you did the last time. Uh, but go back there uh, and dwell there. Uh, set up your tent there. Uh, build you some corrals there. Uh, plant you a garden there. Uh, raise your children there. And I preach to somebody today that God's presence, oh my Lord, I feel this. It's not something that you just get to feel every now and then. The touch of God in heaven coming down in your life doesn't have to be an every once in a while. It's accidental, happenstance, coincidence. Oh no, God said you can go you can go back there and dwell. I want you to know you can feel my presence every day. You can feel my hand every day. You can hear my voice every day. I'm not preaching something too good to be true. Amen. You recognize the anointing that you feel. You feel that anointing because it's on me to say what God wants your soul to hear. Amen. You can dwell there. We don't know that much about AI until Israel gets into the promised land and they obey the instructions of God and they overcome Jericho. It's a major victory and AI is just a little ways away and it's not that much of a city and so they decide among themselves, we'll just send a few of our troops over here and it won't take much to take care of this little place. Much to their disappointment, that little place took care of them. You know, nothing good seldom comes when you do things the way you think they ought to be done. Oh, I can handle this. And before you can turn around, this has handled you. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes we, 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 please hear me, please hear me. I'm not talking about living in fear and intimidation. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about living for God in such a way that you're always looking for something to go wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. But if we're not careful, after major victories, we'll let our guard down. After the walls of Jericho come down, we's like, oh man, we can handle anything. No, amen, not if you do it your way. Not if you say, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. I'll just do it this way. Amen. And they come back with their tail between their legs saying, what in the world has happened here? Amen. Somebody got carnal. Somebody compromised. Come on. There's something that got into the camp. 
Somebody justified their decisions. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Ah, Amen. I I know it was a, a geographical location. I know AI was a city. Jericho was a city. Bethel was a city. Sycam was a city. Mora was a plain. I understand all of that. And I also understand that sometimes we can't put our finger exactly where we are on the map. We just know we're somewhere in between. Hey, I may not appear to be that significant other than that that instance in Israel's uh, unfolding history, but But the meaning of AI is still important to us. It means destruction and ruin. It means defeat. AI. And somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere between the house of God and destruction. I don't know what I don't know where to go. I want you to know it's where those moments when you don't know exactly where you are before you take one step any direction. Build you an altar. Call upon the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The decision that somebody's about to make is one of the most important decisions you've ever made. The direction that you're about to set. You hear this preacher right now in the Holy Ghost. You're not just setting it for you. You're setting it for your family. You hear what I'm saying in the Holy Ghost. And there's a ripple effect to your decision, sir. Amen. Your children are either going to be blessed or cursed because of the direction that you set. Because again, you're not just setting it for you, you're setting it for your family. Somebody better hear this preacher right now. Before I leave this sanctuary, I'm building me an altar and I'm calling on the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, those in-between places, you hear me, can be some of the most critical, crucial moments of our life. Amen. Bethel can represent as good as it can be. AI can represent as bad as it's ever been. Can I tell you, most of our life, we don't live in Bethel or AI. We live somewhere in between. Amen, we have those mountaintop experiences. We have those powers of God that come down. We have those Bethel moments, and we rejoice in them. Amen. Amen. Seldom. Seldom is it as bad as it's ever been. Those moments don't happen very often, do they? Most of the time. It could be better. And it could be worse. It could be Bethel. It could be AI. So I'm just going to do what I know to do. No matter where I am. I'm going to build me an altar. All upon the name. Maybe I could 
make it a little bit more applicable to this service today. I'm going to come to an altar and call. I said, I'm going to come to an altar and I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord. Let's lift our hands together right now. Come on, somebody, open up your heart. Hey, man, you think I, you're trying to figure out who I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to you. That's who I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to all of us here right now. Praise God. It's time to call upon his name. It's time to recognize and vocalize your vulnerability and your the necessity of God's hand in your life. I need you, Jesus. God, I've got to have your help. I've got to have your hand. Where do I go from here? Amen. Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Amen. I know. I know God is, it matters. Amen. Places matter. Direction matters. Direction matters. Direction matters. Ask Lot. Direction matters. He pitched his tent towards Sodom. Direction matters. And Bethel's on the west. Ai's on the east. Direction matters more than likely. Amen. Wherever I point toward is where I'm going to end up somehow or another. And I don't want to lose out. I don't want to mess up. It may be bad, but I don't want to make it worse than what it already is. Come on, somebody reject that lie of hell. Somebody reject that. Amen. The devil says, you're wasting your time. It's going to get worse before it gets any better. You know what? That's not up to him. And it's not entirely up to God. It's up to you. Abram, why don't you do what you can and then just wait and see if God doesn't do what God can. Amen. I don't have time. I don't feel it necessary or to be the will of God to visit a lot of the in-between places in the Word of God. But suffice it to say, there were some monumental moments somewhere in between. Amen. Over there is such and such place, and that's what it represents. Over yonder's that place, and that's what it represents. And I'm neither there nor there I'm here in my here is somewhere in between the Bible doesn't say exactly where it was just between this place and that place Hallelujah, it happened, we know, to Abraham. It happened to Hagar. It happened to the Israelites. It happened to Samson. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. 
It happened when they, amen, were fashioning and forming and molding the vessels for the temple in the clay ground between Zorah and Estahol. Amen is where they cast those brazen utensils. I'm telling you, somewhere in between matters. lie of hell. I'm telling you, I'm I'm butting heads with it. I said I'm butting heads. I'm fighting something off of you. Let's pray, church. Sandale morambo hokoriata. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You're in a in a, in, a, in the place of indecision. What do I do? Where do I go? I'll tell you what you do. You do everything you can to get into the presence of the Lord. Amen. You make decisions that facilitate your attendance in God's house. I said you do what is necessary. Amen. I'm doing everything I can, every time I can. That when the doors are open at the true church, I'm going to walk through them. I'm going to be there. That's what you do. When you don't know what to do, go to church. Come to an altar. Lift up your hands. Open up your heart. I'm trying to close. I really do want to just open up these altars and get out of the way. But the Holy Ghost hasn't released me just yet. Amen. There's another lie of hell that I've got to preach off somebody that says everything's got to be just so-so. They got to sing that song and he's got to read that scripture. His voice inflects. has got to be a certain way. Everything, the stars have got to align and everything's got to be just right. And then you can hear from God. If you'll find that in this book, I'll preach it. I'll preach. Everything's, everything's got to be just so-so. Everything's got to be just right. And everything's got to... I've read this book cover to cover several times. And I've never found that scripture. I've never found that principle. I've never found that precedent that God set. But I've found many times more times than I can even preach about this morning uh, where everything wasn't just right. Amen. Everything wasn't coming together just so-so. As a matter of fact, there's a lot more scriptures on everything coming apart and nothing going right and everything going wrong. I'm at my wits end and nothing's going right. I'm going to draw a line. 
I'm going to lift up my hand. I'm going to open up my heart. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Would you obey what you feel right now, everybody, please? No matter who you are or where you are. Come on, if you know how to pray, I want you to pray like you know how. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is reaching for you. Amen. I said the Holy Ghost is reaching for you. Spirit of God's reaching for you. Come on, please don't do what you normally do. Please don't make the excuses you always make. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, I'm reaching for you. Amen. But it's not just this evangelist. Amen. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is on me. Amen. Come on, if I could do it for you, I would. Amen. I'd get in this altar and I'd begin to say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. I'd call that name until the fog lifted. I'd call that name until deception lifted. I'd call that name until unconcern lifted. I wouldn't care how long it took. I'm telling you, come to an altar in sincerity. Church, pray. Come on, true church. Amen. Let's get down to business. This is the most important part of this service right now. Amen. It's not just the preaching of the word, but it's the reception and response. Amen. To the will of God that's been manifested. Amen. It's time for somebody somewhere in between to come to an altar and call. On the name of the Lord. Amen. Call on the name. Call on the name. Jesus. The name that's above every name. Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. Of things in heaven. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in earth. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 